welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott, and today we are with Natalie and Robbie Carey. Hi. Hi. And David. <laughs> um, David, what's your last name? Demena. Demena. Yep. I knew that, but <laughs> I like not recently. <laughs> like we, because we we met actually at Robbie and Natalie's wedding. Yes. Okay. We're, we're, which we're gonna get into that. So Robbie and Natalie and David are here just to share a little bit about their stories about what the last year has been like in their lives, what the Lord's been doing. Um, I think it's been a unique, uh, unique story, a whole host of different unique stories in a number of different ways. Why, why don't you introduce yourselves and start with just your how long you've been coming to Cornerstone? And we're going to start with you, Natalie. She's oh. looking nervous. <laughs> how long you you've been coming to Cornerstone, and how you know each other? How about that? I'm Natalie. Um, I've been coming to Cornerstone, I guess, since Robbie and I started dating. Um, I, October. October. Yeah, October. Yeah. A Not year, this last October. Like a year and a half. Yeah. So about a year and a half. <laughs> okay. Almost a year and a half. I don't remember perfectly. <laughs> All right. It's been around that long. And it's been quite a year. It's, yeah, it really has. Huh? You dated. We dated. You dated in a pandemic. Uh-huh. You got engaged in a pandemic. Uh-huh. You got married in a pandemic. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, we, it's. Yeah. Yeah. All that happened. I mean, how, how long was it between when you started dating and when you got married? Eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Boom. Just like Ooh, that. Boom. Just like that. I mean, Don't mess around. It, the, the quarantine slowed some things down and it sped other things up. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. All right. So, Robbie. Yep. How long How long have you been around? I started attending Cornerstone summer of 2017 when I came to UCLA. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And, um, and are you still going to UCLA? I am not. You are not. I graduated last year during the pandemic, which was a very interesting experience. <laughs> um, so I had about roughly half of a year of pandemic school and then went to work um, in indus the industry after okay. that. Awesome. And David, what about you? Um, hi. Yeah, I, I moved to Los Angeles recently. Um, I My first time going to Cornerstone was actually literally the the morning after I arrived in Los Angeles for the first time. Um, yeah, I, so, um, I met Robbie on Facebook and <laughs> I asked and he was like offering his, um, his, he had an extra bed in his room basically. And, um, so yeah, I met him on Facebook. I, uh, you know, we talked and I ended up like moving into his apartment before I'd ever met him. Um, <laughs> and then the first, the first ever, like, like the night after I arrived, um, he took me, to Cornerstone um, and yeah so then I after that I like church hopped around for a bit um, until the pandemic kind of made that impossible um, and then I kind of um, basically because because they were just watching the live stream at home mm -hmm. um, and so I just kind of like would wake up and they're already watching the live stream on the TV so I was like oh, okay I'll just sit down and join and then basically I just kept joining the live stream and then um, yeah, and then a, a bit after that, once you know they got married and I like had new roommates, uh, I still decided to come to come back. I was especially especially once we started having physical services. I was like, okay, yeah, I really want to, I really want to do an outdoor service. That sounds great. So, so it started with your roommate on the couch in the yeah. live stream, and but then once you got married and 
you guys weren't living together anymore. You're like, oh, okay. Like I've, I've actually got to decide whether. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm actually going to do with my Sunday mornings. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and especially having the, the outdoor service where I felt like, oh, that, this is a really, like, it's exciting to be with people, but it's also a very responsible way to do it. That was like the, the biggest push for me. Like, okay, yeah, let's, let's commit to this. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so I, I want to hear just a little bit about what the Lord has been doing in your lives over the course of the last year. I mean, if you were to describe, um, maybe even particularly what the Lord has been teaching you, maybe over the... If the last year's too long, you know, even just over the last few months, um, any of you can start. But what what have you? Yeah, everyone's looking seen? at me. Yeah, I know you. You, <laughs> start, you started first, and so you know, you don't have to. No pressure, but whoever you'd like to. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think there's like milestones within the last year where we've just stopped and like thought about what we've learned. Um, like specifically Natalie and I as a couple mm. um, there's like aspects of that which involve like our marriage obviously like um, like now like being newlyweds like the the patience and the dynamic and mm-hmm. like how how we relate to each other now living together those are all ways that God's like working and growing I've seen like this a lot of this like God pushing me to develop in ways um, and that, and that, with that forefront, and then looking at the whole, whole entire year, just the roller coaster of the pandemic, um, it's like all of these different things going on. Like I, I guess I keep on coming back to the sense of this faith, faith that God is good and that God is going to um, provide within every single one of these moments, and that we are not alone. Um, that's been like a continual thing that I've been taught through this like entire year. Mm. Such an important reminder, I think, we've all needed to cling to, right? Yeah. That, that, that reality, that truth, that I'm not alone, particularly when I feel like I'm at my most alone, right? Whether there's other people in my you know, house or apartment or not, um, that's something that I think relate cling, clinging to. So what? tell me a little bit about what it was, half of, you guys were dating for maybe three or four months, and then everything shut down. What was it like to date? in the midst of all of this. Do you want me to start, babe? Or? I, I, I just don't really know. I mean... It's hard to start a conversation. It, <laughs> like, um, it, Dave, David was joking, like, when we were talking about this podcast, that, uh-huh. like, Natalie and I are going to be going back oh, and yeah. forth because we, like, will always, like, try to fine-tune the story. I'll be like, no, you're telling it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell it. But I guess the best way I would say is that the situation was very unique because... Natalie, you, when I met Natalie, she was living in an apartment oh, with another girl. Yeah. and then, But prior to that, she Here had renovated go. a van. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, is, is he about to tell a part of the story that you don't want told? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> You're like, Here we go. It's totally fine. But, like, it's just uh, like, to understand. You know, like, I think the, I should the, meet some people before we go telling it. <laughs> <laughs> to understand the full story, I feel like you, that's a key component. Yeah, okay. it is okay. a key component. Okay. Yeah. All, right, all right, so what's the key component? Be- because, okay, yeah. Okay. I, well, yeah, so Natalie is awesome and she <laughs> <laughs> she moved she moved I, i'm so a little good. i'm a little biased i'm gonna this say it so she's awesome oh, and i'm biased because i'm her husband but i just want to know why you have to caveat what you're gonna say by saying that like <laughs> i'm so, about to tell you a story but i want you to keep in mind natalie's awesome <laughs> so 
Okay. Natalie moved to. I'm just gonna start from. Yeah, yeah. She moved to. She moved oh to LA. Oh my gosh! Here and we Natalie, go. Natalie, like, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay? <laughs> Starting with me moving to LA. Hold on, hold Wasn't on. this just about us dating in a pandemic? <laughs> okay. Okay. Give just, me, give okay, me, give okay. me the bandwidth. Come All on. All right. Here come we on, go. Come on. <laughs> so, so Natalie, she moved to LA, and amidst her time in LA, she realized, why am I paying this like enormous amount of rent to live here when I could do something so simple as renovate a van? to live in mm-hmm. and, and like furthermore another thing was i was like paying i don't know like 1200 a month in rent but every day i would just go home from work and like sit in the same little corner of my room and just like read and yeah, like yeah. that like i didn't use very You're much like, space yeah, the, at all I was the, like, the cost compared to what you were utilizing it for was yeah. just didn't make any sense yeah, i wasn't absurd. like having people over all the time i wasn't like i don't know I just, yeah, I would just use one little corner of totally, my room and totally. that was it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'll continue. Yeah. But that that led into where for a, a season she was living in her van. Like a where, couple of years, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when I met her, though, she wasn't living in her van. And she showed me her van was like like basically showing like, like it had a functional kitchen, bathroom, yeah. et cetera. Like full-blown living space. Oh, okay. Since we're doing this. I had like a solar panel. I could charge like my iPad, my laptop, my phone, everything. Wow. I had running water, a stove, like a toilet, everything. We we might have to do a completely separate podcast on like <laughs> yeah, no, van the, conversions. The this van is was, amazing. It, okay. I still yeah. we still have it. And That's it's, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. So yeah. with with that, um, when I first met Natalie, she was not living in her van. She was living in an apartment in Culver City, uh-huh. and there was a transition period when she went back to moving into her van. Um, and during that period of time when she was living in her van again, while we were dating, that's when the pandemic hit. Right. And that was a very interesting, like monumental Got moment it. of like, I'm not only like living in a van, but the world's all alone. Like, like everyone's alone and isolated, uh. but potentially I'm just isolated by myself in a van. Right, because keep in mind when the pandemic started, like people were freaking out they were like buying all the toilet paper all yeah, the yeah, yeah. dry foods everything and like people were like oh my gosh like no one knew what to expect what totally. was coming you know totally. what i mean and not only that i was nannying and so and the family that i was nannying for the dad was a wedding dj and the mom was a wedding photographer so all of a sudden they didn't have work and yeah. they were like we're really sorry but like we don't have any work for you because we're home with yeah. like our kids, our kids and now. um and we like when yeah and so i lost my job everything is like closing all the gyms closed and mm-hmm. i would work out in the gym in the morning and then just shower at the gym afterward mm-hmm. and so i didn't have my shower i didn't have my job anymore and um my church before like i guess i have just made the transition to being at Cornerstone, but it was Metro Church yeah, yeah. Um, in Santa Monica. Uh-huh. And so it was a cafe during the week. And I would go and I would work there. And like um, all my friends were there. Like uh-huh. a lot of the people that went to the church were very involved in the cafe. And I would volunteer there on the weekends and handing out food to the homeless and stuff. So I had actually like a really good system set up for mm. living in my van. I could go to the gym, work out, shower. Um, go to work and then like work at the cafe hang out with my friends like i was just happy and good but then when the pandemic 
pandemic happened, like that church, that cafe closed. Mm. I lost my job, lost the shower, like mm. the gym. So all of a sudden it was like, oh no, like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, like everything kind of, everything fell apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say that was like a, a pivotal point in our relationship. It was like, yeah. what are we going to do And now? you'd been dating a few months at that point. Yeah, but we had already been... We had already started premarital counseling with the Woolseys. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had already um, been talking about marriage. So it wasn't like, yeah. oh, no, we should just Fast get forward. married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So, so let's put a little plug in for premarital counseling. How is, is, is that something you would recommend couples do? Like if people are dating, they're like, well, maybe we're thinking about marriage. Was that, was that helpful for you? Yeah. Yeah, I realized yeah. people can't tell that I'm nodding my head when I nod at you. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> So yeah, yes, uh, like a resounding yes. Like it yeah. was, it was great because it wasn't just couples counseling. It was like we felt like we just had an older couple that was mentoring us and like showing us the way with like obviously cornerstone curriculum. But mm-hmm. like now looking at it, like we have lifelong friends from yeah. them, and they were at our wedding, and they were mm-hmm. they've just yeah. supported us through things outside of counseling 100 percent. yeah yeah exactly like people we can really look up to and who really care about us and have our back Mm. has been really important yeah Mm. that's awesome that's awesome and chris and nikki are amazing i know they are are. so so then you were already kind of doing this premarital counseling thing you were talking about marriage but then all of life kind of just you know so were you planning on getting married this summer previously or was that all of a sudden like actually yeah plans change we were in like in like august okay um we were gonna wait for robbie to graduate and after like a couple months like just to let him graduate and i don't know transition transition just august seemed like a good time oh we asked my mom because my mom is like so busy all the time i said we're thinking about like getting married when would be like i think i was just Oh, no, she volunteered this information, I think. She was like, well, I'm so busy, blah, blah, blah. If you guys could get married in August or November or something, that would I'd be able to make it. And I was like, wow, mom. Yeah. I can but, pen you in then. Yeah. I was like, well, first of all, we're going to get married whenever we want. Like, I can make it, like, not changing that. Yeah. But. yeah. And we know for a fact that like, if we did pick July, she would have still totally. been there. 100%. Yeah, she would have been there. She yeah. was just being like, yeah. I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. So... So what was it like then getting married in the midst of all this? So so full disclosure, this is actually the date that I met you, David, because mm-hmm. you were the videographer yes. for the wedding for this. And we all just went hiking mm-hmm. up in the Malibu Hills f- with the Woolseys and David and a photographer. Um, I, how How did the Lord bring you to that? And what's that? You know, I don't know what what did he teach you through this? Like all of a sudden, wait, our our wedding plans, these thoughts we had had, you know, even as we were you were starting to talk and have premarital counseling and pursue this, everything got completely changed, and all of a sudden, it's like the whatever eight of us, uh, you know, seven, seven of us, um, oh. in yeah, I mean that's, that that was very different than what you had oh, originally. Oh, so nice. <laughs> was it? it was, was it so nice? Was it? I. The thought of planning a wedding, like even just thinking about it. I'm already married and I'm like thinking of planning a wedding just is so stressful mm. sounding. Like mm. yeah. like even if 
when the pandemic is over if we were like oh we can like do another wedding celebration or something and everyone come like oh that just sounds so stressful (laughs) but i know it's like would be worth it Mm -hmm. like but i don't know i was i was very fine with how everything went Mm -hmm. very happy Mm -hmm. yeah so what what um what was the background nat um for like us specifically picking this i was um just out hiking with a family that i had nannied for and Mm. i was like this is really pretty we'll do it here Mm. (laughs) there was like just a really beautiful open meadow like just so beautiful in Topanga with like mountains in the background. And then you walk down this little trail and there's like this huge oak tree. Mm, it was like, which was amazing. It was oh. so beautiful. And that never would have been able to happen. Like we would never have gotten that spot in a traditional wedding. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. cause we couldn't have had that many people. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't no, know. It was a magical spot. It was, it was really was incredible. Amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. gorgeous. I mean, so since since we're putting in plugs, both for premier, premarital counseling, we should also put a plug in for hiking in the Malibu Hills, the Santa Monica Mountains. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some gorgeous, yeah, uh, overlooks, just all sorts of places. That, mm-hmm. uh, we 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 did a bunch of that this summer too, and it's just a, a bu- beautiful, quick place to go and be like, okay, I'm in creation, and the Lord is like reminding me <laughs> of just how big and vast and you know beautiful He is in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So, so you guys went through a, I mean, from last October, basically over the course of a year, you met, started dating, got engaged, went through a pandemic, got married. Like that's, I mean, graduated. Yeah. Right. Lost your job, lost all the things. Like, I mean, you were talking about a year of crazy transition. How have you seen the Lord working through that? Like what, what have you learned from him and how have you seen him in the midst of kind of this probably the most transitional year in your lives it's it's so funny because when you say it like that i'm like wow yeah a lot has happened (laughs) 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 but it just doesn't i don't know yeah it's hard it's hard to fathom like just feels so normal like i reflecting upon it i feel like we like continuously are like wow like god supplied this god like worked in this specific way like 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 just looking at like where we're at right now and seeing like how god like divinely shaped like my time at ucla to make it so there's security within this moment like Mm -hmm. when it comes to like me like career-wise like i feel extremely blessed for that um and then like looking with like natalie with like how we were when we got when we first got married i was like oh my gosh like we only have like 10 days to find an apartment because we're moving out of our our apartment that's by ucla he was freaking out i was freaking out oh my gosh we have 10 days left of this lease until and we we had to get out of here and you didn't have anything lined up nothing lined up (laughs) and i was like wait wait wait. when you when you left on the honeymoon in the van i mean i remember you like left like you had 10 days no 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 because after you got back at, that was after we got back. Oh, okay. So it was like July 20th or something. We have oh. to be out July 30th. And it, July 20th, we don't have an apartment or anything lined up. And yeah, Robbie was... Like, I was a nervous wreck. Yeah. But I was like, we have 10 whole days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting a little snapshot of both of your personalities here too, I think. <laughs> yeah. We have 10 whole days. Yeah. I was like, we have so much time. Yeah. yeah. For, for those who follow the Enneagram, I'm a six and Natalie's an eight. 
and uh, together we just make a great pair. Oh, it, yeah. Together you make 14. That's awesome. <laughs> 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 the magic number. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so um so in the midst of all of this, um I I I want to ask you a little bit more and about kind of how the Lord's worked even in the last number of months and uh, the Learning Center, things like that. But David, in the midst of all this, this is a kind of parallel to this is when you moved to LA, you moved in with Robbie, who you guys got connected randomly on Facebook. Yep. And uh, I mean, it was basically like he like was advertising a room. And, yes. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I need somewhere in LA to stay. Right. Yeah, and exactly. And <laughs> the, the Lord kind of sovereignly connected you guys. So you, you've only joined Cornerstone more recently more recently right how, how have you seen the lord working in all this what, what's he been teaching you in the midst of i mean a, a huge transition year for you in moving to a new city and building new relationships and trying to yeah yeah uh, navigate um, that i guess i feel like i'm always i feel like i'm always having the same i don't know i feel like like God's been teaching me just the same thing over and over and I keep hmm. not learning it. <laughs> it's just like, um, cause I, I guess before, before moving to LA, it was always like, can I take the big leap of faith of moving to LA? Right. Uh-huh. And so then once I've done that, then it's like the God, I did the faith thing. I'm ready for exciting adventures of making films where, and you know, God's like, no, it's not, not now you can, you can wait, you know, uh-huh. she's like, no, but I'm ready to do the films. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like it's just constantly, I, th- I think the, the thing that, that God is always teaching me is to just to find the joy in where I am now. Mm. And that's like, you know, and then, and then the, the unexpected, like, like the way, the way that he does. Yeah. Provide in the unexpected. Um, right. Cause like, it's like, I feel like there's there's always unexpected challenges, but he's always providing you know unexpected answers to those challenges. Mm. Um, and even if they're ne- like so, so far, it still hasn't been like the things that I've been hoping for. Like the, like like the thing, the reason that I came to LA still has not come to fruition yet. Uh-huh. Um, but like there have been so many other things that have happened, um, like problems that I didn't know I was gonna have. Um, that kind of thing where there's like amazing unexpected answers to it. Um, and I do feel, I do feel like it's obvious that, that this was all part of the plan that, that everything, um, that, that he always knows exactly what I need right now. Like what Mm. I need now, not what Mm. I want now. Mm. And he's always providing those things. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think the, the, the thing I'm learning constantly, like ever since I moved here, basically it's just like, yeah, I know things aren't going the way you, want them to go but things are going the way i need them to go. you know god's mm-hmm. saying i they're going the way i need them to go and they're going and you don't know this but this is how you need it too mm. you know um mm-hmm. and that's really good mm. uh, yeah that's, that's such an i think such a helpful reminder and i think something we can all relate to on different levels i think something so so many different people can relate to right where they're like wait i moved to la or i moved to west la or i moved to this area or i started a new thing mm-hmm. and wait, it, it's not looking like my plan, mm-hmm, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. This isn't, it, it's not progressing the way it kind of looked in my head. And 
And what do we do then? Does that mean God has forsaken us, right? Or is he working just in different ways? Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think there's so much, I appreciate it, there's so much wisdom in even just the ability to, in the midst of all of that, look and say, well, wait, okay, I can trust, and I'm sure it's a fight, I think it's a fight for all of us, but I can trust that God's doing what I need. I can trust that he's meeting me where he knows I need to be and providing sometimes in ways that are surprising and, and exciting in that way. Um, and also sometimes calling us to, to trust him. Um, yeah, to trust him with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how, how have you, how have you all seen your, your, your stories and relationships have been uh, intertwined particularly mm-hmm. over the last year. How have you seen the Lord working in each other's lives? Lots of ways. Okay. I, I guess since we were just talking about David, yeah, yeah, I've seen like David see like David has the craziest stories that he's experienced. So true. Like, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> we, we can't dive into them, but like <laughs> I swear, like there's a time. David's all, yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, I, I would say the biggest thing, like, like to, to summarize it all, like I've seen so much growth in David when it comes to like, this facing these challenges in life and this like having to rely on God and have the faith to know that God is working with in every single one of these challenges. Mm. Um, it's been really cool to honestly see it happen. Like this not being like, like this, like kind of like an indirect person is watching for, like closely, but like not from afar, like David experiencing like potential opportunity after potential opportunity and then seeing God say, no, not yet, or maybe yes, but then it this shifts a little bit. And then mm. David throughout that, like spending time and being, all right, God, like I'm here, I'm waiting, I'm present. Um, that's just something I've just admired a lot. I like in seeing David oh, grow thanks. within it. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, what was the question again? Just how have you seen the Lord working in, e- <laughs> okay. in each other's lives? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess to add to... Um, what you said about David seeing God provide for David we've mm. seen that too mm-hmm. um like just different things like losing your phone and yeah. then like being like <laughs> oh my gosh what am I gonna do and then like a day later someone that he works with being like I have an extra phone mm. it's yeah. like whoa wow that and that that's a big deal like yeah. that's yeah. something you need and like yeah I think it's, that's just a big deal or like a car breaking down and then someone being like here you can just use my car like your life (laughs) doesn't function without those things like it Mm. it doesn't function like efficiently or whatever however you want to say it like you know it's easy to say oh we don't need those things blah blah blah. (laughs) but like come on like if you need to pay your bills and you don't have a car to get to work like so it's i think it's just yeah yeah seeing god provide for those um practical things Mm. yeah I mean, I and I, I think it's such a powerful reminder. Both, I, I think we we can tend to forget to acknowledge those things, right? Those practical, the practical ways God is providing daily. These these, in a sense, answers. These are the answers to our prayers for our daily bread. Yeah. Oftentimes, right? We're like, hey, Lord, will you just give me enough for today. And He's like, Okay, like I'm gonna weave all these things together. I think we also forget about that in our um, in our generosity to one another. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it inspires a, a call and a heart for one for one another. And when somebody, you know, somebody's phone breaks, if you're like, oh, I have an extra phone, like yep. you you can think of that flippantly, right? I think you can think of like, oh, I I don't know, I'm not using it. Who cares? But like God chose to use you as an answer to someone else's prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's not miss that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Let's not miss that. Like that, that God is, you know, divinely orchestrating this thing that sat in my, sh- in, in my drawer for six months mm-hmm. um, for, in a sense, such a time as this, right? Yep. For this yeah. and, and I think so that true. even in the midst of, particularly in the midst of this like isolation and the difficulties, going on the Lord's answered prayers in all sorts of different ways that it's easy it's easy to miss or right? it's easy not to to recognize or um or see mm. and I feel like another detail that we haven't mentioned like just about the phone incident mm. is like the phone that I received from that was significantly better than the phone I lost <laughs> much better so yeah like I lost an iPhone 6 uh, and then I got an iPhone 8 plus it's like and I think that's an important detail just because it shows like yeah God like, like you think like, God, how, how could you let me lose my phone? Like, how mm. dare you, you know? And mm. then it's like, you know, and I think that's a, that's an, a, to extrapolate it to all the other things. It's like, God, how could you put a massive pandemic right in the middle of me trying to move to this new country, mm. not, not new country, but new, new city, mm-hmm. you know? And then it's like, yeah, but you don't know what I've got coming, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. it's going to be better than you think. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 And the so. car is better too. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> Much yeah. better. Oh yeah. Not to mention how, yeah, how drastically different the car situation is. Um, and, and what's, what's fascinating to me is like, the, because both the phone and the car are blessings in and of themselves. And they're also to your point, David, I, I love where you're going here. Like it's, it's also an analogy. Mm-hmm. Right, there are these pictures of what God's like. Well, yeah, yes, they are, and yes, that's a blessing. But it's not just about the phone. It's not just about the car. Right, it's about my my nature. Yeah. Right, yeah. and it's about even just these like subtle little reminders that like you can trust because you could also say, okay, like it's a phone and it's a car, but it's not my career dreams. Like mm-hmm. why why isn't that like you know having? And the Lord's like, well, wait, <laughs> this is me. I'm both good and I'm generous. I'm also wise. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm also loving and I and I, I I'm directing each one of our lives in these ways that are thankfully way better than um, than what we could ever we could ever plan. Because mm-hmm. because yeah. th- th- this th- I mean, this wasn't a country move for you, but you did grow up. You grew up in China. That's right? true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so how long ago did you move to the States? So, uh, yes. Yeah, so I grew up. I moved to China when I was three. I lived there until. I uh, went to college in, um, at, yeah, at Asbury University in Kentucky. Okay. So, so yeah. Um, so I've been here in this country for five years now. Okay. Five but, and a half. But that, I mean, that's still yeah, a huge. That's still a huge transition. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and from uh, Asbury University to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And yeah. And kind of the, um, all the logistical dynamics and opportunities to trust the Lord that that provides, and to get to see both these like little blessings that mm-hmm. I don't even want to call them little, like that might even be a misnomer, right? These, these significant practical blessings yeah, um, that the Lord uses to, rem- to both bless you and remind you like, Hey, like I'm, I'm here, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. 
you can trust me in so many different ways. That's such a yeah. that's such a cool, such a helpful reminder. Because those those blessings only feel little once they're met, right? Those needs well, only mm, feel little once they're met. That is such mm. a great point, Natalie. Yeah, when you're but yes. when you're in it, when you're in it, it's mm. like no, 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 that that needs not little. Mm. Uh-huh. Like this is, yeah, so true. Yeah. yeah, going a week, like even just a week without your phone, you realize. Like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> I did. I have a lot of things on my phone. Well, yeah, it's, it's interwoven, right? Yeah, with yeah. everything we're trying to do and uh, practically. And so that's, that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great great point. So, Natalie, one of the other pieces of, I know, the story of the last season has been, you've been working at the Learning Center. Yeah. Right? This, like, we just kind of up and started a learning center because know, kids right? weren't kids weren't in school and we knew there was a need we knew there was a need to just help facilitate the distance learning that uh, wasn't being met particularly in our community and we saw the need we're like let's let's try this but really on the ground um you and aaron have been um the hands and feet of that what what, what has that been like how have you seen the lord in uh it, as you've been working in the, the learning center and helping kids kind of virtually school in the midst of this this season? I have been loving it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I love it a lot. I'm like, I don't want them to go back to school. <laughs> I know it's like good and they should. <laughs> but yeah, it's been just really fun. Um, it's just, it really is starting to feel like we're all like they're all friends mm. and like i don't know we we play this game called zombie which ravi hears about like all the time a lot and i i know <laughs> pastor matt has seen it he's been in the hallway when we run by screaming and nikki's seen it but like uh. we just chase each other and we're screaming and i know that's not about their learning but it feels really important because like oh, totally. they're so happy yeah like we're running through the hallways screaming like ah like mm. just having fun um like after school's over obviously mm-hmm. not while they're supposed to be in class um, <laughs> but it's just been it's been really fun and it's just like i don't know how to describe it other than like just the the vibe the vibe mm-hmm. is just so good like there's just so much positivity and like joy mm. and then when they're in their classes um i mean yeah that's it's zoom classes i don't know it's a yeah. lot of like make sure your camera's on yeah. um like just um and emailing teachers and asking like how can we help support you and mm. what are you guys working on in class right now like what workbook work ugh, what workbook pages are you guys working on them like helping like some students it's easier for some students than others some kids can just like i don't even know how because i couldn't do it Mm. but they can just sit down and like put their headphones on and listen to their class and just do the whole thing and Mm. like no problems Mm -hmm. i don't get it and then some kids who are probably more like me Uh are just like oh my gosh why are we here why do i have to do this like won't put their headphones on just don't want to be there and it's um been really cool just to be able to kind of take the role of the teacher because it's just not working like the zoom thing Mm. they just don't want to be doing it and be like let me show you how to do this math problem let let me like listen to you read out loud and like help you pronounce words and stuff Mm. like that so it's been really cool just to just to feel like we're we're actually making a difference it's not just like 
oh, we feel good because we're here. It's like, no, we're like actually helping these kids like be able to move on to the next grade. So when they go back, they're not struggling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and then also just like being such a fun place that they want to be at. They're always like mm. their parents are always telling us like they're so excited to be here. Like they mm. get really happy to come here. Mm. So it is such an incredible blessing. I mean, yeah. I, I c- cannot thank you enough for the not just for the fact that you're doing it and providing that, but for your your heart in that and the ways that the Lord is using that. I mean, it's so, I mean, what a huge need, right? Particularly yeah. for kids that maybe, right, if they've got connectivity issues or if their parents have to work and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing with my kids right? or what, like the alternative is so drastic. Really bad, yeah. And so to not just provide okay, I guess you can come here and use our Wi-Fi. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll make sure your headphones are on, yeah. right? But to provide so much of what particularly these already, kids that are already struggling, so much yeah. of what they're missing. Um, I, zombie tag of which being a huge part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, because it's not like, oh, you know, we, we just can provide everything they're missing. Just make sure their headphones are on and their cameras are on. <laughs> like, no, like, no, that, that, that can't do they it. They want to be there. Yeah. Like, they want to. That's, that's so, it's cool, but they want to be there. That's so the social aspect of it as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Particularly yeah. in the midst of this. Yeah. And so. Um, and I love it. Like, I'm having so much fun <laughs> there. So every, like, you know what I mean? It, mm. It's good when the students want to be there and the teachers are like, this is so great, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's also been cool, babe, like seeing, sorry, podcast, babe is Natalie. Just so you guys know. <laughs> you weren't talking, talking to, to me. David. Not, yeah. not Scott or David. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's also really cool seeing the kids showing up in the congregation as well. I don't know how many people mm. were formerly or like this came into the congregation, yeah. but like seeing Them can, like, yeah. like mm. oh, like that's that's somebody that mm. Natalie works with during the week. Mm. They're now like a part of the church body as well. Yeah, they, they're getting more connected to yeah. the church. Or maybe we're just getting more connected. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe <laughs> we are. I mean, I just, I feel like in so many ways you are... Like obviously being the hands and feet of Christ, and in this very particular, unique way, the Lord's allowed to use you to be like the hands and feet of the church in this like very particular direction. Um, and by the church, I don't mean like the church organization, but like the church, like as a family. Mm-hmm. And um, and it is so encouraging, so exciting uh, to see. And uh, I mean, gosh, what what a huge difference! huge difference it, it it does make both in the midst of this season and also what it conveys to these families to the schools to the teachers that like that this is something that we genuinely care about that we that we um that's worth sacrificing for to us not not just because right they're my kids and i've got to like figure out what to do with them but because we see these needs in the community we see these needs in in portions of our church family, but even larger than that, just in our, our local community, Mm -hmm. um, here. And, and so it's a huge, uh, I just, yeah, I can't thank you enough. It's so exciting. And I also can't thank those that have supported the learning center in all sorts of different ways, um, as well. It's been a huge, um, huge blessing to see that. I mean, it's been in that sense, a dream come true of mine as well in the, in this season that the Lord has allowed us, uh, the privilege of getting to, to be a part of that. Yeah. And, and that's a good point. I didn't think of about how this is like i guess witnessing to like the city i guess in a way Mm. like 
teachers will be like oh i saw so and so wasn't at at the church yesterday i'm glad to see they're back and i'm like mm. oh it's funny they didn't say learning center they said the church hmm. but i didn't think about that until you just said that i'm like oh like teachers are like seeing uh, churches are opening up and mm. like giving these kids a space to a safe space to to learn and get support so yeah, that's yeah, cool yeah. yeah yeah absolutely mm. well anything else that we uh are, I'm going to wrap up, but anything else that we missed that you guys were like, you know, you're hearing these stories and you're like, oh, there's one thing I wanted to point out or. Well, I wanted to say, cause, cause we asked the question about like, what do you see in each other's lives? And I didn't get to talk about oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I saw in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I was thinking of a great answer that we moved on to the learning center. Like, oh, well, hello. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, no, but I was going to say, I feel like um, it's every, so like now, now that, you know, now that they're married, they, they got an apartment and they did this thing where they like, because Natalie's so crazy particular about. <gasps> <laughs> you didn't. I'm not in a bad way. What Wait a minute. <laughs> Detail oriented. Detail oriented. Yeah. She, but crazy she's, particular. <laughs> no. Natalie. This Nat- podcast was going so well. <laughs> Natalie, we were almost done. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, first off, doesn't like having it being called particular. You don't like it being called particular? But, but then you add the word crazy. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Detail oriented. But okay. So, but basically, what I was gonna say is, yeah. it's really, what's really cool is they 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 actually just like made their apartment completely bare bones, and they just like were slowly accumulating things that fit the aesthetic. Uh-huh. Um, I hope it didn't sound like I was trying to I, be insulting. I, you know I, I was just giving you a hard time. Because yeah. they, they did, because they did a really good like like every time they go over to their apartment, they're like adding a new like. There's always like a new like piece. Like uh-huh. oh, now there's plants. Now there's this shelf. Now there's like literally every time I go over, there's uh-huh. like a new thing. Uh-huh. And I feel like, um, but I feel like it's also the same with like, with their relationship. I feel like every time I go over now, like I see like a new way about how they've learned to work together in like, like I'm always seeing like, like I feel like they just, every time they get to know each other better and they're always like, like the dynamic between them and the way they, they interact and like who's doing what is like, it's always like slowly improving and slowly, yeah. um, like as they start to realize like oh you know um natalie cares a lot about this thing and so i'm gonna leave that to her but then i care a lot about this thing and so i'll do that and you know like like i feel like they're and like the vocabulary they use like they're always like like as they understand each other's vocabulary better i start to hear like robbie say natalie words and you know stuff like that (laughs) um yeah so i feel like that's and that's you know obviously god's work um in, in them and in their commitment to him like where they're like we're we're you know all the way in this and we're mm. all um and god always providing um better understanding of each other and better teamwork and better mm. um yeah yeah that's uh, thanks david you're welcome yeah thanks david <laughs> that is i i that's such a cool picture david of the newlywed season too in a sense <laughs> because I, I one of the things that you know it's kind of cliche among christians is they're like oh Oh, you're newlywed. Oh, yeah. I'm just realizing how much of a sinner I am. Right? Or, oh, it's just exposed. It's bringing out all my mess. You know, or, oh, it's just showing it how, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. And, you know, and, and that's, you know, in some ways, that's that, that's true. There's, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's truth to it. But I think the, the flip side of it, actually, is the the beautiful picture of what is going on is this um, particularly intensified opportunity to be learners of one another. Right, that that's going to continue for the entirety of your relationship, but that is particularly intense when you're, you know, 
learning how to live together, when you're adjusting to married life. Um, and while it both exposes, and yes, it does like expose our sin and it shows our selfishness, and it, it also demonstrates in such a, a powerful way the, the goodness and kindness of a God who knows us and the ways in which love manifests itself in, in knowledge, in, in change, in adaptation for the sake of one another. Um, and so, so to hear you describe that actually, I think, uh, is number one, a really uh, affirming and just a cool observation about this season in their lives. And I think, but it's, it's also a, a really beautiful picture of what all sorts of different seasons of transition and particularly relational transition can be like for us and and even a a, a really cool vision of what a description of the season uh, of the newlywed season as well so um yeah thank thanks for that um and thank you guys so much for sharing this thanks for sharing a little bit of what this you know crazy year has been like in all of your lives and how it's uh both super unique but also been an opportunity to see God's faithfulness. I mean, I just, I, that's what I hear over and over as I hear your the different aspects of your story is just God's faithfulness over and over. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for that. It's such a, a sweet reminder for all of us to get to rejoice and see and acknowledge that together. So thank you guys for being here. Thanks for uh, joining me and thank everybody for listening. We love you and we miss you and we will see you virtually or in person on Sunday. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. And thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, follow. (laughs) (laughs) That little bell to get notifications. Smash the like button. (laughs) Smash the like button. I like that.